or a patriot looking for a place to put your skill set, your thoughts, and or want to help continue the mission, you have come to the right place. We are the People's Patriot Project, and we want to be the shock and awe when it comes to meeting the needs of our veterans and first responders. We are dealing with a new enemy in today's world where the wounds are not always seen. We want you to be part of this mission in saving lives and making a difference. Welcome to Patriot Playtime. We got your six steps six. Now here's your host, Shad Turner of Veterans Unite Podcast and the People's Patriot Project. Happy September 5th, and welcome to We Got Your 6 at 6 Patriot Playtime. I am Mark Peterson with the People's Patriot Project, and we have got an amazing lineup for you tonight. Uh, We see Ryan Schultz out there. That's amazing fisherman brother. I see LJ Rassler, Lois G. uh, Fugat. I'm probably saying that one wrong. Tammy Schroeder, Derek. I always mess up his name, and he'll tell me how to say it again one more time, and Andrew's shaking her head in the background at me. Uh, is it Iziozo? Uh, and I'm wrong. She's saying I'm wrong. I get it. I get it. And Brian Gibson from uh, I, I, she's pointing out her eye, Iozo. All right, I apologize. You guys can see him on the feed, and she's still laughing at me because I'm a, I'm a dunce. I get it. Uh, before we start each show, uh, we do take time to give homage to our amazing country. If you are capable, please stand, please remove your covers, and join us in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And Derek is always so gracious and helps me out. He spells it out in a way where a redneck hillbilly can figure it out. Derek Iozio. I I should do a curtsy. Welcome to our crew. Uh, We've got Andrea here in the house, director of the People's Patriot Project. And today we have Jeremy, um, Jeremy Parkins with Dress Right Dress. And I think in our first... uh, promotion uh we spelled parkins wrong and i want to apologize to you jeremy for that um thank you for being here tonight we did have a music guest and uh we never they get stuff that comes up all the time and i i our mission is for them to take care of them and their families and uh i'm not we don't even bring it up other than the fact we'll figure it out between now and the end we're going to take one hour of your time tonight and talk about the amazing mission of Dress Right Dress and talk about how we can help our veterans and first responders all across our country. Um, we've got some things going on in our country right now with the hurricane, um, and we've got people shouting in and out. We've got uh, Derek, uh, Jeremy. Derek, Jeremy is a referral from Derek when Derek was on our show. And so uh, we want to give, we don't do this. I was just talking to Jeremy about this in pre-show. We don't get to do this stuff without the amazing listeners, the amazing supporters like Derek. Um, 
and Jeremy coming on board and just sharing their passion, sharing their mission, and uh, moving forward. Andrea, how was your week? It was a good week. Um, well, you guys probably all know we're school teachers, and so it was workshop week. We're all ready now for kids to start coming to school. Um, that's the great part. Um, but what an awesome week for, like, I don't know. I didn't watch the news, so I think it was an awesome week, and I'll just go with that. How's that? <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Um, I have a few things on my list, though. I have to apologize. Last week, um, I did leave out the Marine Forces Reserve birthday. Um, that goes all the way back to 1916. And during World War I, it was decided to formally create the Operational Reserve Force. And then um, during that August of World War I, um, the Reserve Marines fought on land and sea and even flew with the British Northern Bombing Group. So happy birthday to Marine Forces Reserve. And coming up, of course, most of us know, um, September 11th is Patriot Day. Did you all know that they have named Patriot Day, or excuse me, September 11th, Patriot Day. Um, and that is just the annual observance to remember and honor those who were injured or killed during the terrorist attacks of September 11th. Um, 2001. And I know we all know September 11th. I just don't know if everyone calls it Patriot Day. So uh, much appreciated. Um, we also have a ton of events coming up. So near and dear to our hearts, um, the Fallen Music Festival at Flutterby Ranch in Leon, Kansas is happening on September 11th. It is the 20th anniversary of 9-11. There will be multiple bands and musicians camping, yard games, BB guns, archery, 50-50 raffles, cash bars, concessions, and dinner choices available. I do think had Mark and I not already signed up for something in town here, we would be down there. Um, sounds like a lot of fun. Um, they have graciously decided to donate a portion of the proceeds to the People's Patriot Project. So um, thank you. Thank you, Zach and Scotty, that connection. Andrea, believe it or not, um, another Andrea. That is amazing. Um, bring the whole family. And then September 11th in Mustang, Oklahoma is um, a, a great day of music, food, cornhole, volleyball, swimming, zip lining, powerful speeches. You don't have to register. Um, it's called an event to remember. Um, this is for everybody, not just first responders and veterans, but we are there to celebrate what they do and how they do it. Um, we will be sharing that one. I don't know if Mark has that one, but we'll be sharing that one as well. Um, and then on September 11th, so Mark and I and his gang of security dudes are going to be at the Sarah Evans, Gabby Barrett, and um, Chris Cruz Oops, sorry. Rivertown Live event in Hastings, Minnesota. Um, the 24th of September, Mark and I are going to Georgia to see Bobby Henline and Adam Jones. Um, Forging Forward is Bobby Henline's um, group name. He will be presenting and I, I think we're gonna hang out with him a little bit. Um, so keep an eye out on 25th of September between four and seven, we will be there. And then October 22nd and 23rd, those are our events that we are doing. Um, we meet all the time with our two groups, um, UHR, which is doing the ruck, chuck, and roll with us. Um, thank you, Brendan, Amy, and Hannah, and their boss, Dan. Um, we are going to have a, a 10 mile in two mile loops. Uh, rock, we're gonna have a zero mile marathon. Um, we are going to chuck some bean bags at the cornhole tournament, and we're gonna rock, roll, and country music our people um, with our musicians that day. Um, so yeah, that will be super fun. Right now, you guys, I'm like recruiting beer people for that event. So those of you that like beer, um, we have food trucks. We had all kinds of fun that day. The night before that, um, in St. Paul Park at the Legion, at the Richard Dingle Legion, um, post 98, we will be having these five musicians. Those of you that can't see um, on screen, we've got our poster. We've got um, Dom Coors, Jen Ford, BJ Leggett, Stephen Jean, and the real Doug Lane. They will be performing and entertaining all afternoon and evening as we play games, eat food, drink beer, and do fun stuff with 
um, the Legion, the Beyond the Yellow Ribbon, um, well, the gambling guy. I mean, we're going to play some games like that, but it's all about our um, new friend-to-be, Officer Nickel. Um, he came into a rough spot when his house burned down a few weeks ago. He's also an Army veteran with a couple Afghanistan tri trip um, trips under his belt. So um, he covers the gamut of the of who we support, um, first responders and uh, veterans. So if you're in the area, that's in St. Paul Park, Minnesota. It's right right there on the southeastern edge of St. Paul. Um, so give us a shout, give us a holler. If you can't be there, but you'd like to support in some way, shape or form, just let us know. We're setting up a link that will go straight to a bank account for Officer Nickel. And you know, Patriot Project always takes your donations if you wanna give some money um, and time. Shoot, we could use your time as well. So um, yeah, get a hold of us. If you got anything you wanna ask us about, tell us about, or let us know. Thanks you guys. Um, real quick, and I want to just kind of do a shout out to Stephen John. Congratulations, Stephen. Um, all of our musicians, and I, I know that sounds possessive when I say our, um, we've built relationships with all the people that we have come on our show. Uh, we continue that relationship on and off what we're doing in our mission. And we have amazing, amazing, amazing musicians. I tell you what, and I'll put up their you won't see it. You can see it here, but you won't hear it on the podcast. But, again, Dom Kurz, Jen Ford, BJ Leggett, The Real Doug Lane, and Stephen John. These are the guys I sit and gals that I listen to all the time now. Um, they are entertaining. Their music is high quality. And I will stack them up against anyone that's out there. And that's why Stephen John won this award. Now, it's, a, it's an award in... I will mess this up and bumble this up. Amazing. I just watched a video about him, but it was like 3,200 songs that were submitted and 200 judges from across the world judging. And he got, I want to say male vocalist across all genre. That's, that sounds pretty amazing to me. And That's incredible. That's awesome. And, and personally knowing, uh, Stephen, we just love having him in our network and love having him in our camp. And uh, it is, he's a good dude. But, uh, and we'll feature one of his songs here tonight that we've already made an executive decision. Uh, we've got, and they're two deep South boys. In fact, the people we're playing tonight are from, well, Alabama. And so, uh, <laughs> That's um, awkward, we, isn't it? <laughs> we got, well, it's in its, it's interesting and unique in the fact also, and we do want to do a shout out to those that are down there struggling uh, because of the recent storms. And we do know that we have brothers and sisters down there that are, are struggling. And uh, if you're here and you hear the message, reach out, we, we will find support. We will, we've got Jake Stovall down there uh, working. Uh, we got uh, DJ LM down there working. Uh, we know they're out there saving and helping people, and and we will do what we can with uh, with what we have, and we'll we'll reach out to all of you that are in need. And so, and if you're listening to the show, this is a good time too. Right now, go find a way to take care. Uh, we don't have a stream or a funnel that allows us to give for any cause down there right now. That's something we probably should have set up, but. Um, we are knee deep in the middle of our own stuff, which is good stuff. And we just want to make sure we're doing a shout out and making everyone aware there is a need. So, um, did you have any more announcements, Andrea? I think that's it. I think that was all I had. All did right. Anything? There's a lot. There is a lot. And, uh, and we're excited. And again, we're excited because we get to serve and we continue to serve and we get to, bring people on like Mr. Um, Parkins here, who's got an organization called Dress Right Dress. Um, I remember that command and drill and ceremony all the time. And uh, I did end up having to explain what Dress Right Dress was to, to Andrea. Not a bad thing. She just doesn't know. Um, she thought it was the, how to dress someone. And I'm like, that's a good idea. That's, why wouldn't you think? That? If it if it makes you feel better, we got a we got a message about three weeks ago from a lady, and she's like, "Do you accept donated dresses?" 
Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, no. She goes, I read that on your Facebook page. I was like, you hit the wrong page or something because that is nowhere on our Facebook page at all. Uh, okay, no. well, I didn't think dresses at all, so I feel better now. Thank you. <laughs> well, I appreciate it um, being on here, and I appreciate the fact that, Mark, you understand the command, and you understand that it's a play on words. So, Absolutely. I had to do the same thing with my wife, who is actually our secretary, and you know, we actually, at one point, I think we were in a restaurant. The, the whole, The majority of our crew was in a restaurant, and People were asking, well, what's it mean? And we pretty much did the the maneuver sure. in this restaurant. So get in line, basically. Get in line. <laughs> well, um, we tried to explain in what why why we chose that phrase or that yeah. command. Well, tell us about it. Uh, so again, I want to, uh, first off, I, I didn't mean to stay quiet for 15 minutes. I didn't know. I didn't want to interrupt your guys's, you guys awesome. uh, flow. So, um, but now that we're talking about me and dress hard dress, I'm going to be very talkative. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> as far as Andrea's announcements, I was going to, I was going to jump in there for a second. I was, a, if you give me a minute, I'll, uh, I got one more event we can talk about here in for a minute. Sure. So. For sure. But anyway, so. One, again, I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, you know, any way we can reach out and help one another, that's a, what dress Right Dress is about. To Mark's question or or his, what he said to do, you know, explain why we chose Dress Right Dress. Um, we actually kicked around a lot of different names. You know, we went through a slew of military slang and all this and that, and you know, at the end of the day, if you read our motto, aligning with veterans for a better tomorrow, dress right dress just made sense because based off the command, what do you do? You're aligning yourself to the guy to the right or left of you in order to square that formation off. So it just made perfect sense. Love it. Um, in our world, we use the the tagline shock and awe every once in a while because we, we really do want to be the shock and on. And again, this does not minimize any of our people's knowledge, uh, Andrea's learning, she'll claim she's not uh, military. Uh, she comes from a military family, and uh, I, I lift that up highly all the time. And um, sh- she doesn't get the concept of shocking on. I really do want to get a, uh, a percussion grenade and throw it in with her at some point <laughs> where, where you lose the air out of your gut when yeah. the concussion goes off. And the flashbang grenade or whatever, and uh, Andrea does rock. Uh, <laughs> we get in fights sometimes um, about how awesome she is, and uh, I keep telling her that she's amazing, and uh, this, she's the glue that holds us together, and I love having her in. She loves learning. She does a good job. <laughs> she does having a, a military job. family. I was going to say, but having a military family plus you, you, she probably knows more than she lets on. I agree. I agree. Uh, she does a great job of cracking the whip on me and making sure I've got my nose clean, which I don't do a very good job at that myself, but she does a good job. So, well, tell us more about dress. So you're going to square us up uh, in line and uh, we're going to dress right dress. After we dress right dress, what's going to happen now, brother? So um, actually, if you don't mind, I'll kind of start on how we came to be, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, as you both are aware, I'm a vet myself. I actually Air Force. Um, I wasn't frontline combat or anything, but I was in a supportive role through supply with the 391st Fighter Squadron. Matter of fact, since we're talking about September 11th, um, when 9-11 happened, I was actually on the flight line working in the squadron and then watched it happen on the TV in the at the snack bar. Um, and then our squadron deployed in October of 2001 and we were, went over and we were dropping bombs. We did, uh, operation Southern watch for Iraq. And then we were dropping bombs in Afghanistan at the same time. So, um, very well connected to that, um, both the terrorist attack and then our response. Um, but anyway, so when I got out of the Air Force, I came back to Ohio. You know, you always think grass is greener on the other side. You're going to get out. You're going to get a job. Everything's going to be great. 
that didn't happen in my community. There was very little resources, if any, uh, for veterans to use. I had no veteran buddies. I basically left a lifestyle I was used to. Um, and my family didn't understand. They didn't understand what I was going through. They couldn't comprehend why I didn't, couldn't keep a job or, you know, because it, when you leave the military, you leave that sense of self you had, you know, you had a purpose while you were in the military to fulfill. Um, so nobody understood that. And then what that led to was down the road of drinking bar fights and a slew of other legal problems that kept winding me up in jail. Eventually I moved to Northern Ohio, uh, where I had a chance to kind of straighten myself out. Um, but it still took a few years, you know, at about the, I'd say about the five to seven year mark after getting out, I finally kind of got my crap together and put myself through college, got my, got my degree in criminal justice and eventually a master's degree in justice security administration. And between all that, I was working juvenile corrections. And when I got my master's degree, I jumped over to adult corrections, specifically adult reentry. Um, there I ran into many veterans coming out of the prison system. And I always knew at some point my military career and my college career would, would intersect. I just didn't know how. Um, so working adult corrections, I was hearing, I was the only male, uh, case manager that was also the only veteran in the entire facility. So all the male inmate uh, veterans were coming to my caseload and I was sitting there and I was listening to their stories and I'm like, man, this could have been me. I, if I had not straightened myself out by the time I did, I very well could have been on that side of the desk. I could, I could have been in prison. I could have been dead, you know? Um, and I started at first, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to maintain that professionalism or whatever, whatever your concept of professionalism is. And you're like, I can't get too close. I can't share too much. But I had one particular guy, uh, I'll just call him Josh. And Josh, actually, he was a double bronze star recipient. He was in Somalia around the Black Hawk Down days. Um, he actually went to prison for attempted murder because his sister was being beaten by her boyfriend. And he got, there was a misdiagnosis of PTSD when he left the service. And when he got out, his response was, what do you do? You eliminate the threat. So he went over and shot the guy. Oh. But and then when he got when he came to our facility, so he already did his time in prison. And then he was on uh, parole um, or PRC, which is post release control. Um, and when he came to us, he had a weapons violation. And he's like, Jeremy, I swear on everything. And even his parole officer told me the same thing. Um, so I knew he wasn't lying to me. It was basically there was a vehicle that he had owned. Prior to going to prison, when he got out, he forgot there was a weapon in the vehicle, got pulled over, got weapons under disability, came to us. Anyway, in the time working with that guy, he taught me more about myself than I probably taught him. And I stopped looking at it from me on this side of the desk, them on that side of the desk. I started looking at it as we're all brothers and sisters in this together. We've all served. We've all have our own demons and our own vices. And, you know, we're all trying to trying to put our best foot forward, you know, and some of us stumble and I stopped. So I stopped taking the, the professional, I guess, route and went to the peer route. I started, you know, it, it was me and them together. Um, we did everything together. One went to the VA. We all went to the VA. One went to the VSO. We all went to the VSO. We also did uh, hiking trips. We did, we went to the air force museum in Dayton, Ohio. And what you noticed was it was kind of like dress right dress. Everybody was kind of falling in line and starting to more worry more about what they were going to do when they got out of the prison system versus goofing off or reoffending. They were more worried about reclaiming their VA benefits, getting the mental health that they needed and getting a job. And reconnecting to um, not only their immediate family, but their family that they left behind in the military. So, and you've seen a lot of these guys. I mean, I've had I had grown men turn around and and thanking me and crying, crying. And I was like, oh, you know, you don't have to thank me. This th these are benefits and things that you already earned. You know, uh, but don't let your current situation uh, define you. 
because you've already proven with your military service that you're above what is going on in your life at this current this current time. And we had a 90% success rate. And now keep in mind during all these five or three years that I was doing this, I knew I wanted to do something with veterans. I actually approached my employer at the time and said, Hey, can we do a veterans program? And was told no. Um, I started doing my own research. It originally started off as a t-shirt idea in 2015 with my wife. We were going to do t-shirts and we were just going to give a piece of the proceeds back to veterans programs. Why reinvent the wheel type of thing, you know, just donate back. And the more I worked with these gentlemen, the veterans in this facility, I was like, no, we got to do more. No, we got to do more. Every time I, every time I thought I hit the goalpost, or drew the line, I had to move it back further because every time I was like, no, there's more we can do. There's more we can do. There's more we can do. And um, actually at one point, two, two veterans that work at our local VA, uh, they wanted to do something in the nonprofit realm as well with vets. We all three sat down. This is before we knew that we were going to call it dress right dress. Um, we all three sat down and we had this plan and we, we were going to call it operation cadence. Um, and basically I knew I was moving forward regardless of who was on the team. Right. Unfortunately, those two guys, their schedules did not allow them to move forward for whatever reason. Uh, I still stay in contact with both of them, but Either way, they weren't ready or they weren't able to move forward. So I kept pushing forward. 2018, went to a lawyer, got told, nobody's going to care if you sell T-shirts. You don't need to file a 501c3. So I'm like, okay. So, you know, we already had launched the Facebook page. We had already um, started passing out flyers. We were already doing all these things. And around, I'm going to say around, that was February of 2018, around Around the June mark, I, I started getting a little nervous. I'm like, man, if we start collecting money, the cops are going to show up at the door. IRS is going to audit us. What are we going to do, right? So I was like, we got to find a lawyer. My wife agreed. You know, we, we kind of already started building our team and all this and that. And uh, my wife agreed we needed, we needed to find a lawyer. It took us a year. We actually got shot down by every lawyer that we talked to because we were so specific in how we wanted the nonprofit written. Because, you know, lawyers, they just wanted to do um, they wanted to do the um, whole cookie cutter thing. You know, hey, I'm going to write this document. You're going to pay me fifteen hundred bucks and we just part ways. Right. I wanted I wanted somebody that was going to write the program the way I wanted it and be a part of that, you know, be a part of this organization that I, I wholeheartedly believe in, you know. And we found Susan Strayer. She's in Columbus, Ohio. Um, her husband is actually a dentist, well, now retired from the Chillicothe VA. We found her and we went in, we talked to her. Uh, me and her had this great meeting and she's like, Jeremy, I'm in. I will write, write it however you want. I will just give you legal advice and all this and that. And she, through a whole bunch of correspondence, I probably drove her nuts. Um, but through a whole bunch of correspondence, she got it written and we got our 501c3 through, I think it took three weeks by the time she actually submitted it, we got our approval. Um, she did an amazing job and now she's offered pro bono work to us. Uh, she goes, you are my project, you know, so I, she's a great partner to have, but anyway, back to Mark's question. So you come into our organization. We do, we do a lot. If you ever look at our Facebook page, it looks like, uh, Organized chaos. Uh, you know, <laughs> what direction are these guys actually going is what we get uh, a lot um, from the start of this. I said we're going to have specific programs, but we're also wanting to raise social awareness around um, issues that surround the veteran service member community. So, again, you know, Mark, Andrea, and I, we, you know, us three, we talked during the pre-show about staying away from politics and stuff. But, you know... We, we knew that we could hit on certain things without getting political. You know, we could, we could touch on veteran mental health, the VA crisis. Um, we could talk about suicide prevention. So those are the things I'm talking about. Homelessness. Um, people don't know that 90,000 homeless uh, veterans a year, you know, 
Well, actually, I think the number's down. I think it's uh, 50,000, but still, the point, point is there's homeless veterans out there. You know, uh, 22 a day that were the number always associated with veteran suicide. We knew there was things that we could do to bring awareness to these issues, and we try to touch on them, and we try to host events at, when those that subject matter comes up, and we try to partner with people that are doing those good works as well as uh, governments. So, which I'll get to here in a second, but on the direct service piece of everything, uh, we started off, when we first started off, we started off with our very first program. It was our Justice Involved Veterans and Volunteers program. Uh, first off, if you want to be a volunteer, you have to be a, to work with vets, you have to be a vet. That was our number one rule. We actually did a focus group with uh, veterans, actually those returning from incarceration. Um, and we sat down and we said, you know, do you think a civilian should work with a vet? And it was a 100% no in this focus group. And so we made it mandatory that if you want to volunteer and work with veterans, you had to be a veteran. That doesn't mean you can't be a civilian and still volunteer for us. It just means you cannot be a, a veteran specific mentor or peer supporter, if that makes sense. So our Justice Involved Veterans and Volunteers program basically provides uh, um, peer support. There's a financial assistance uh, piece to that because how can people concentrate on putting their best foot forward when they're still worried about the basic needs of food, transportation, housing, clothing, et cetera. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we offered something in that realm. We go inside the prisons, the jails. We work with judges, lawyers, law enforcement, um, trying to educate them on the what I call the military mindset or the the stigma of veterans, um, trying to reduce those stereotypes that are often associated with our community. Um, but we go in and we educate on benefits that they're eligible for, uh, resources in the current area, also how to de-escalate. One of our very first partners was NAMI, which is National Alliance for Mental Illness. They do a CIT program. Um, you can find that anywhere in the U.S. And that's part of that is de-escalation. Also, we provide crisis cards as a part of that program that goes out to all first responders. And basically, all it is is a laminated card and it has national um, entities on it for non-emergent and emergency uh, situations. So, for example, the, the suicide crisis hotlines on there. Uh, our phone numbers on there. Um, and those go, you know, we we started giving them out to law enforcement because of the Justice Law program, but now it's that's expanded to uh, first responders as far as ambulatory and fire and rescue. So anyway, back to the Justice Law program. You come in, you sign up. We're very strict. We hold each other accountable. We don't play any games. Um, it's it, But it's all voluntary. Even with if you're on probation or parole, it's strictly voluntary. We we even tell the parole, probation, judges, everybody. We're like, we want them to volunteer to sign up because if it's forced, they're, they're going to be less cooperative and uh, be more hesitant into what we're saying. Because we make sure everybody's clear that we're not controlled by any government entity. We're not affiliated with any government entity. We are a standalone organization. So that was our first program. Huge success. Um, the first year out, uh, and it wasn't even a full year we started. So we got our 501 C three in January or June of 2019. And we went into, um, by the time we got that done, got our board set up and everything, it was already suicide awareness month. We went into our suicide awareness dinner and we didn't even start taking clients until I think October of that year. And within the first like four months, we had almost 30 people signed up. Um, so that was great success. Then we knew we wanted to do something on the transitional side. So our second program we rolled out last year was our transitional service program. That was for to provide a liaison or point of contact for those getting out of the military um, to in a place they're going. So if I'm in, you know, if I'm in Texas, but I'm going back to Ohio, I need to know the resources and, and things in that area. So it just it gives a point of contact and basically that whole program is based on um, support and helping connect you to community specific resources associated with housing, employment, et cetera. 
That way it eases that transitional anxiety because when we talk about veteran suicide, uh, we can see a lot of that transitional in that those statistics. So, uh, but most recently, our pro, we just wrote out um, our veteran employment and training service program. And this is not a typical job hunt. It's not a temp agency, anything of the such. Um, if somebody enrolls in any of our programs or just the, the employment training service program, we are currently working with uh, corporations and educators that will help provide um, skill assessments, skill development, leadership skills, OJT, um, education, certifications, all these things in, in order to place you into a career, not a job. If you want a job, I tell everybody, don't even sign up. If you're just looking for a job, don't even call us because you can go to McDonald's. You can go to, you can go to another temp agency. This is for those veterans and service members that are focused on a career. So that was the latest program. But like I said, if you read our Facebook page or watch our Facebook page, it looks like chaos. Like where the heck are these guys going? Um, we do everything I just talked about a few minutes ago. We, uh, we touch on the homelessness. We're part of actually here in Ross County. We're part of the homelessness continuum of care, um, council. Uh, we're on re-entry boards for the justice involved. We're on uh, a re-entry coalitions. I should say we're helping build veterans courts, not specific to the VA grant program to four judges that are actually wanting to not be affiliated with the federal government, kind of run their own docket. Uh, we're helping build that. We're on the stepping up initiative, which is centered around honor and veteran courts here in Ohio. Um, we, we do a lot. I mean, it's not just the programs that I mentioned. It's we're, we're pedal to the metal. I mean, we're, we're running it until the wheels fall off. And I tell, I tell everybody, I'm like, you know, my mom asked me how much you get paid. And this is the, this is the, this is the killer that everybody's like BS. This is, can't be true. We have zero paid staff. Nobody gets paid, not even me. And I do this 40, 60 hours a week. So um, we do it with a very small team. Uh, we have about 14 dedicated individuals right now. We're trying to build that force up. Uh, we've been looking at expanding outside the state of Ohio. We have one volunteer that's actually a service buddy of mine who lives in Bakersfield, California. Derek's talked about signing up. We all know and love Derek. Um, and we got other partners that are, are interested in bringing DRD where they're at. So uh, there's a lot going on. I appreciate that so much in the fact that when we started in we had people tell us in marketing and branding and you need to whittle your thoughts down. And I'm like, not going to do it. And we've lost people because of it. We've lost like non-military or veteran or first responder people because they don't get the vision. They don't understand. We talk about it being a tackle box. And I know there's project tackle box, tackle box and operation tackle box out there, but for the visual aspect, I'm going fishing and I, I need to take all the tackle I can mm -hmm. and I need you to be on the lake with me as well because, I mean, that, we need to catch everything. And I don't know if I'm going to catch me a perch or I'm going to catch me a walleye or a sauger or, you know, the, 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 our veterans are so important to us. And we believe that happy heroes create happy communities. And I just, I love, do you, you didn't give the number, um, maybe you did, and maybe i just been distracted with the other things we got to do behind the scenes here, but what is the number of incarcerated veterans across the country? So there's a, there's not a specific number. It's a percentage, and roughly okay. it's 8% in the prison system, 4% in the jails. So if okay. you look at any jail population, you, I mean, um, it, those are roughly the numbers. Okay. Uh, the issue is a lot of people... Uh, will not associate with military service at all. If you go into a prison system or a jail and say, "Hey, are, is there any veterans?" You'll get a no. you'll get a lot of no's. So sure. it's all how we approach the question and uh, what we found out. And actually, it was a judge, uh, Ohio Supreme Court justice judge here in Ohio, that um, 
she said, maybe we need to start asking the question differently. And what we found out is if you ask the question, have you ever served in the military? You got more yeses than the veteran situation because there's a disconnect and I'm guilty of it as well. I won't, you know, I'm completely transparent about things. Um, you know, I hold a bias for those that deployed versus those that didn't, you know, and, and sometimes, and those situations, and I shouldn't because we all serve, you know, um, in those situations where you get the no's, that's what's happening is people are saying, well, I didn't deploy, so I don't consider myself a veteran. Actually, we got one vet, um, and this has all been verified through record search and everything. Uh, he was actually getting ready, ready to graduate basic training in the army and tore his trapezi muscle in his shoulder and they booted him out for med They basically medically retired him. And he's like, I'm not a vet. I didn't graduate basic. And I was like, dude, you were willing to write a check payable up to your life. You know, stuff happens. We all could have got injured in, in some form or fashion. You know, you you had already raised your hand. You already signed the contract. You already committed. So to me, that's that's a vet, you know. I appreciate your your transparency on that, and I totally get it. And uh, Derek's on here. You know, that causes division amongst vets. It, it does. Um, and I don't know how to get around that. It's a great conversation. I know it's not necessarily that, but I'd like to get into it a little bit. Um, I, w I was in the sweet spot of 2000. I'm sorry. I got to figure out. 1988 to 2004. There, there was nothing going on. Um, I actually was involved in one campaign that uh, literally our country said didn't exist, and I don't get a ribbon for it or anything. And it is, I'm not bitter about it, not upset about it. it. We were down there for seven days, and that was it. And and I get it. Um, I don't consider that combat, and I don't consider myself a combat vet. And you know, it. At sometimes I sit there and I'm like, does that make me more? I'm just getting rid of the narrative. I appreciate you being a combat vet. I appreciate you being open about it and having that conversation. See, and and that's why when we first started talking, or I first started talking, I said I'm not a frontliner, you know, uh, because sure. I want people. I want to be transparent and honest with people. You know, yeah, I deployed, and yeah, our you know uh, our units in the Air Force do things, you know, but I wasn't on the front line, so I still feel kind of. Um, I don't want to say survivor's guilt, but I feel mm -hmm. that kind of like, you know, I wasn't on the front line or, you know, and when we, do, when we talk about this division of what's a veteran, we need to stop defining roles, you know, there's still, and we all do it. Derek and I definitely do it to one another where, you know, you got the, the inner branch rivalry, you know, you kind of razz each other, whatever. Derek and I do it all the time to each other, but at the same time, him and I've had these conversations where I'm like, you know, none of us are currently in that branch. So if we stop looking at it as, oh, Army's better than the Air Force or Air Force is better than all of them, you know, hence, hence. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I just threw it. It just sure depends, on, just right, depends right. on what color crayons you eat, man. <laughs> right. So, you know. But my whole point is, is that none of us are in that those uniforms anymore. And we if we can stop just for a minute, a minute each day and recognize that we don't wear those uniforms, that we're all wearing that veteran badge. Um, <laughs> Derek, I don't want it against you. So. Uh, so um, if if we can just recognize that we all wear that veteran badge, I think it brings a lot together. You know, Derek and I actually had a deep conversation because I, I believe you're, you're aware that Derek and I co-founded Save Vets together. Um, so when Derek and I talked about this, uh, there was a joke made um, when we first started the collaborative and people bowed out because of the joke. And I'm like, I get the joke. But at the same time, what we found was there was when you start – razzing each other about their branch or you know you start having these little clicks or cliches or whatever um people are less likely to reach out to your organization or re even reach out for assistance and that's not what we want we want veterans 
we want veterans. To, I don't care where you're at in the world, and I don't care what your situation is. If I will tell you right now, this is one thing that I tell everybody about DRD. If you need help, you can go look at our our past podcasts we used to do. You can go look at our live videos that we used to do. If you need help for any reason, call me. I don't care what it is, because if we don't handle it, I will find somebody that does. Because, you know, we have rules and stuff. Every, everybody does. We have rules and we have lines in the sand and stuff when we had hard, fast nose on certain things. But you know what? You're not going to leave our organization empty handed. We're going to at least point you in the right direction. And, you know, that whole divide we're talking about, that's what I'm saying. If we can stop just for one minute a day and say, hey, we're all wearing that veteran badge and we all get together, we all align ourselves for a better tomorrow. Man, I'm telling you right now, great stuff will happen. I so since Andrea and I have been doing this and putting the 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 podcast up, we we have just loved the growth. We call it the family, the family. Um, we've got direct contacts with I think it's 107 boots on the ground organizations across the country right now. And the reason why we did it, and people's like, oh, you let them fundraise on your page, you're nuts. And I'm like. It's not. It's not about that. We we run fundraisers for some of the other organizations. That's what we're doing. We're trying to save veterans, man. And right. if it's in our if it's in our our wheelhouse, and if we can swing on it, let's take the swing. Um, there's a lot of people that go back to the dugout, and we're not. We haven't gotten to the dugout yet. So we're going to keep making those swings. I I hope we get to call you family, and I hope yeah. we can continue to work on this. Well, um, the coolest. That- I was just going to jump in, you know, uh, believe it or not, I, I think it was about two, three weeks ago. We had one guy in our local area. He's a member of one of the, the legacy clubs. And he's like, oh, the DRD's not team players. And I'm like, what are you talking about? First off, this is the first I've heard out of you calling us saying we're not team players. But by all means, tell me what you mean. Because you know what? We didn't ask for a dime. We have no paid staff. We have several partners around the nation all while you're sitting there. You know what I mean? And it's, I hate this whole competitive attitude. Like, obviously, if you're running an organization or a business, you got to do your due diligence on who you're partnering with. I, I get that 100%. Trust me, Derek, you can ask Derek. I'm probably one of the strictest people in our whole Save Vets collaborative, right? I'm waiting. I'm literally sitting here watching my phone, waiting for a message from Derek to flash across. <laughs> so, but why they're all on here? <laughs> you, you you can ask him. I am probably the strictest person when it comes to holding people accountable on that stuff because I get to do diligence and not partnering with certain people for certain reasons. But this whole competitive spirit of well, my organization is better than yours, and this and that. Um, see, I told you I was waiting. Um, so, you know, this whole competitiveness, my organization is better than the, uh, dude, shut up. Nobody cares who's better than who, if we are all doing stuff and we all work together, you know, again, what could we uh, honestly accomplish if we stopped being competitive and comparing one another and we started working together? I swear I have that conversation with Andrea once a week and how this is such a loving, endearing, awesome. We didn't expect this. We didn't see this coming. And so you say how your page is a mess. Our, we're everywhere as well. And we're, it's like, okay, what are we going to, what are we going to focus on this week? We got, I got to do the show. The show's priority. It's important. We got to do the, and it's, it just, so I have this concept and this is, I've thrown it out there the last couple of times and, you know, over in Israel, they have something that's called the iron dome and uh, we're starting on the graphics right now. And again, someone, if you steal this idea, you steal this idea. It is, it's a, it's, and I'm not directing that at you, Jeremy, I'm directing this right. our listeners and everything, but I literally want to create this with all the organizations, this green dome of everything shooting up in the sky to, so none of our veterans and first responders can squeak out. Now I know that you are you focus on veterans and and that's I don't argue. For For us, now. it was yeah. Okay, that's a, that's actually going to change. There's a first responder thing already starting to make our brainstorming sessions. So we were finding it was it's as close as seventy percent of the people that are first responders have all served in the military at some point. Mm-hmm. 
in time. And so it was like, well, why aren't we taking care of them too? They're the lifeblood of our communities. Let's take care of them. And that's where the vision of the People's Page Project originally started when I was a volunteer firefighter and realizing volunteer firefighters were giving all of their assets and resources away on a personal family level to buy training, to buy apparatus, to buy equipment, to buy all of this. And at the end, you know, they're just happy as peas in a pod because they're sitting down in someone's house burning some brats and drinking some beers. And I'm like, you know what? How more restorative would that be if we had a facility where they could take their family and let the family recover for a moment? And uh, so that was the focus and the vision, and that's where we're getting there. Thanks, Ryan Schultz. Um, it, it, we're so excited. We want we want you to be part of the, the Green Dome. It's not a great – Great uh, visual <laughs> yet, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm picturing it. I'm picturing it in my head. <laughs> I had a, I have a picture. I should throw it up there as well. We'll get it going. But um, hey, and so here's my commercial. We need <laughs> graphic artists all the time. I would love it if someone would take a good part of this the show away from me, so I don't have to focus on this. We can focus on our mm -hmm. our vision and mission of veterans and first responders. Zero complaints. We get done with what we get done. I didn't get this week's promotional video out, um, and that was a frustration, but we're here now. Um, let's regroup a little bit. We are going to put up award-a-winning, award-a-winning, um, Mr. Stephen John, Life is Good, musician, and then I'm going to blow this, and I, and I haven't done the research, the musician of the year across all genre, uh, award winner, Stephen John. I've got 40 hours of paycheck in the pocket of these jeans. Got these Jensen's cranking George Strait circa 1993. Got the wind this bench seat I'm headed toward the drive the sweet little Cajun queen life is good got that sun shining down on me life is good there's nowhere else I'd rather be got my troubles in the rear view corona in the igloo nothing's gonna get to me Pull on over to the shoulder Baby, can I have this dance? Truck doors open, she moves closer Persuaded to die a happy man Her head on my chest, my hand on her hips Honeysuckle floating on the breeze Hope these cars flying by don't pay us no mind Cause I don't ever wanna leave Life is good Got that sun shining down on me Life is good There's nowhere else I'd rather be Got my troubles in the rear view Corona in the igloo Nothing's gonna get to me Life is good Your life is good
That is Marine veteran Stephen John with Life is Good. We are so excited to have him in our wheelhouse. And uh, he will be here in Minnesota live October 22nd and 23rd. And uh, if you haven't taken the time to listen to Stephen John, load up his stuff on uh, YouTube. He, he it's, it's amazing. You can also hear him on We P3 Radio. And it does no, I love uh, it. I love it. <laughs> I thought it was a great song. I ain't gonna we lie. almost sound like we, oh. know, we know what we're doing, doesn't it? A little <laughs> bit. Um, it, it's so, and I want to tell a little. And I know we're on short time. First of all, how? Let's get the conversation okay. back to Jeremy. What? How? How do we get hold of you, Jeremy? Um, so there's several ways, but if I could take 30 seconds and plug something real quick, I told Andrew, I said at the beginning I would give Andrew another announcement. Um, so as you know, September is Suicide Awareness Month. More specifically, it's Veteran Suicide and PTSD Awareness Month. On September 17th in Dayton, Ohio, at 6 p.m., we are having our third annual Combat Veteran Suicide Dining Out. And if you know our term is a play, or our name of our organization is a play on words. Uh, you know that this title of this event is a play on words. It is not for combat veterans specific. It is for combating the issue of veteran suicide. Uh, we actually have many people flying from out of state, including our own Derek, um, who's flying in to be a part of this event this year. Uh, tickets are on sale. You can go to our event page um, on Facebook and find the event and buy your tickets through Eventbrite. Um, but if you want to get a hold of us, you can call us at 740-656-2701. You can always email me at admin at dressrightdressinc.org, or you can message us through various social media. I will be honest with you. We do not look at Messenger very often because uh, it's too easy to get hacked nowadays, man. I just was like, <laughs> I'm a, we have one guy that we helped out. Um, in another state and he'll send us stuff and I'm just worried one day he's going to send the wrong thing and we're going to click on it and then boom, everything's gone. So um, we prefer either the phone call or email. Make sure we get the graphics for your event. I, we posted it just now on the, on the show notes. Uh, Derek's getting save vets up there as well. Savevets.org. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing organizations. This is so exciting because now when I get someone that calls me from Ohio in the, in the middle of the night saying, you know what, things ain't going so slick, I can do a direct call uh, to Jeremy. Uh, I know if South Texas, I can get hold of Derek. I know I can get hold of uh, Brian um, in in South Illinois and North Kentucky. Um, I mean, the, the list just keeps going. I can name drop all day long, and it's I love the growth that we're having. And I thank you so much for being on here, Jeremy. Um, I didn't even realize how our <laughs> we were so deep into the hour already. It was good to conversation. I told and you I was going to get long winded the second you, you allowed me to talk. It was you great, didn't. Andrew. Do you have anything in closing? Uh, no, you guys. I just want you guys. I'm so geared up for our events. Like I love going to other people's events. And so I'm so super stoked for ours. And so anyone that can make it, uh, we have people coming from all over um, to, to, I mean, Brian's coming up. Doug was going to come from Utah. People are just coming and I think it's going to be a great time. So it's all for a good purpose. So check it out and come and it's see us. Family. We get to put our paws on them, give them a good hug. That's my favorite thing to do. Um, I didn't realize I loved hugs so much. Until just, I mean, I love them. I, I think, I think it's an overpowering me taking control situation because, as Adam Jones will tell you, these aren't tiny mitts, man. And I, I it's power and control, shock and awe. Right. Um, you know, typically, again, we our show runs one hour. We're right at that one hour mark right now. I do want to uh, let everyone know that we are the beacon of hope and the beacon of opportunity. We are the opportunity to continue to serve. If you're looking for something to do and you, I found that serving is therapeutic. Uh, it's part of our mission and part of our mission statement. Um, I'm excited to build relationships with 
with Jeremy and Derek and Brian and all the people. We've got Ryan Schultz uh, chiming in. We have, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Schroeder, who's LJ. been helping us a ton. Yeah. Um, Ryan's inviting there. us to the Sturgeon event again. Scotty's getting ready to come in. Um, and I think Brian will probably come in here in a minute. Um, just so you know, uh, Jeremy, we do a post show where we collaboration okay. and we have leaders from across the country. They're piling up in the back room right now. And uh, we're just excited to continue the conversation. And how can we lighten our loads as well? How can we lighten the load for Dress Right Dress? How can Dress Right Dress lighten the load for the People's Patriot Project? We're going to do more together, and this is my promise. Um, Derek, I'm not singing, just so you know, buddy. I want to hear you sing now. Now I'm curious. <laughs> no, not having it. My, uh, we kids, my up- kids will tell you that's torture. We wanted to put up one more song tonight, but uh, because we're at our time, I think we'll just uh, load into. Thank you for everyone who showed up tonight. We can't do what we do without you. Thank you for the listeners. Make sure you're liking and sharing what we're doing. Uh, Check out Jeremy and Dress Right Dress. Um, It's been an amazing night, an amazing show. Remember, you Foxtrot matter. And uh, we'll check you out next week. We got your 6-6 Patriot Playtime. Patriot Pride. (laughs) Thanks, guys.